We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our National College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Don't forget, Saturday night on our CFB Nation YouTube channel, we will have a live reaction show on uh, Saturday night for week one, around 1130 or so. Come on by and uh, sip a twisted tea with us as we discuss all the developments from Saturday. Uh, Today at the All-America Podcast, we have a special guest. We welcome in Jacob Hester, the host of Off Campus on Sirius XM and Off the Bench on ESPN Radio. And of course, a member of the 2007 national champion LSU Tigers before uh, playing five years in the NFL. Welcome in, Jacob. Yeah, glad to be here. I mean, my man Bill Bender has never said no to me. Not one time when I've asked him to come on my show, and he always gives great stuff. I mean, certainly not just the Big Ten, but across the country, and then has the best knowledge of Athens, Ohio, <laughs> as anybody could possibly have. So I appreciate that. As somebody who covered Joe Burrow, when he was at LSU, I had to go to my man Bill Bender for all the Joe Burrow facts. Well, and that's obviously, Jacob, you've been really gracious with your time having me on your shows. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely both huge Joe Burrow fans. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get started, I mean, right away. I mean, you and I have talked about it a lot through the summer. There's this game Sunday night, not on the Saturday night um, yeah. spotlight between these two. And I'm, I want to start with Jaden Daniels. I mean, a guy that when I watched this game last year, it seemed like he would take the snap, look down the field, nothing's there, he took off. I mean, what do you attribute to his evolution as a quarterback and maybe what can we expect in his second year as a starter with LSU? Yeah, I mean, just go back to last year in the game against Florida State. I mean, it did look like that. Now in the second half, they found some success actually pushing the ball down the field, but then you'd revert back to it. Now he was still making plays because he's so dynamic with his legs, but there was times last year where it felt like, okay, man, he's got an open receiver. He's got a one-on-one situation. Go ahead and pull the trigger. 
And I asked Jaden Daniels and BK, Brian Kelly, this at SEC Media Days. I was like, when did that change? Like, what was the moment where you're like, okay, we, we've got to change some things. We've got to start throwing the football, being successful through the air. And both of them said in the loss to Tennessee. And I'm like, really? Like, that game, there, there wasn't a lot of success. I mean, from the opening kickoff, if you'll remember, they fumble that. Tennessee gets it. They go in and they score. And they said, yeah, but we started to have success at the end of that game. And then we went back and we watched the tape. If you'll remember, they showed Brian Kelly kind of getting after Jaden Daniels. Hey, one-on-one. You've got one-on-one. you got to take that chance. And I think Jaden Daniels had to remember, I've got Sunday receivers out there. One-on-one in the SEC, you've got to give your guy a chance. You're never going to be wide open. You're not going to have easy throws in the SEC. And so if you have a Malik Neighbors, last year it was Kayshawn Booty, you have Brian Thomas. If they're one-on-one, you have to make the throw, and you started to see that. Now, they revert back to it, the Arkansas game, the A&M game. Those were not the best offensive uh, you know, game plans. Wasn't very successful there in those days, but you could go back and look at the Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama stretch, and Jaden was as efficient as any quarterback in the country. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Bryce Young in Death Valley and came out as the victor. And so, like, he certainly has it in him. Now, if you get a full season of that, we're talking about a true national championship contender in LSU. And so Florida State is going to see a completely different Jaden Daniels in this matchup than they saw a year ago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before we get to my next question, Jacob, we have something called Trochi Trivia on this uh, podcast, and we've had guests go head-to-head with Bill, and so at the end Ooh. of the show, I want your answer at the end of the show. I know Bill is uh, pretty good in the trivia department, So, but uh, in honor of you and your special guest, your 2007 national championship team, in 2007, Bill, mm-hmm. Jacob, just, Jacob Hester had 13 touchdowns, which was good for sixth. <laughs> In the SEC, can you name the top two touchdown scorers from 2007 
in the SEC. I think Jacob's going to have a better shot at that yeah, one than me. We'll revisit that at the okay. end. Of the I think show. I got my answer. I think Good. I got my answer. I'm gonna let, yep. I'll, I'll defer to him. Well, go ahead and ask him a question other than he will t- – Jacob will be quick to tell you, as we joke all the time on the show, okay. there is one – two lost national champion in the BCS era. And <laughs> he knows right. exactly who they are. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Hey, what's better than one loss, two losses, if you win a national championship, right? <laughs> there it is. All right. Had to squeeze that in there. So, uh, Jacob, take take us through the fourth quarter last year with, with Florida State and LSU. The emotional swings yeah. were just unbelievable. Florida State leads 17-3. to three. Uh, LSU scores. Uh, forces a punt, but they fumble the punt deep in their own territory, which is one of several special teams disasters. And just the up and down. How did LSU fans even get through that? The touchdown, the extra point blocked, and it was just crazy. Uh, I mean, you had horrendous special teams play. And I, I try not to use a word like that often, but as a special teams war daddy who in the NFL, that's how I was able to play for six years. It was because I was out there covering kicks because, you know, I played fullback. Fullbacks aren't in a lot, even back a decade plus ago. And so, like, I take pride in that. And in 2007, that championship season that we're talking about, I always tell people on punt, I was the right guard as a starting running back on that team. The left guard was an All-American safety in Craig Stelts, our gunner was an all-SEC receiver in early Doucette. So, like, we took pride in having starters on special teams and then not only just being out there to be out there, but to be efficient and be effective. And so it's something that I pay a lot of attention to. I've been on an NFL team that was first in offense, overall first defense, total defense overall in the NFL, but didn't make the postseason because we were 32nd in special teams. The only time it's ever happened in NFL history, one on offense, one on defense, and don't even get to the playoffs. It's that important. You had two muff punts in that game, two block kicks in that game, and it was a hot mess. Now, you were very fortunate. You found some success there at the end of the game. They, for whatever reason, ran toss dive on the one-yard line, so the pitch hits the ground, you get the ball, and you get a chance. But my goodness, and you talk about putting yourself behind the eight ball, special teams like in, in a game like that, that's always going to lose you the game. And so what did LSU do? Well, they went and got Aaron Anderson from Alabama. He's from the state of Louisiana because they knew they needed a returner. It was so bad last year that I went to a game and LSU caught the punt, just caught, just fielded the punt. And the entire crowd got up and cheered. <laughs> I mean, that that's how much of a challenge it was for LSU last year in the return game. And it wasn't just punts. It was kickoff returns as well. We already talked about the Tennessee game. And so they knew they had a problem. You make a change at special teams coordinator. You bring in a returner because you just you can't have moments like that. You were very fortunate to be in that game against Florida State last year. Again, like it looked like you were left for dead and you fought your way back. I'll give you credit there but they didn't make enough plays and they didn't do the little things on teams. Right. So just think of all the things that are different in this matchup for LSU compared to Florida state. Now Florida state returns a ton of guys. Like you kind of know who that team is, which is a damn good football team. But for LSU, like you had Jaden Daniels in his situation, like where he talked about, that was his first game, but you also had a true freshman, Will Campbell starting at left tackle. He's got some games under his belt now, one of the best players in the country. He got number the jersey number seven for LSU, which is supposed to go to the ultimate playmaker for LSU. He's going to wear a patch on his jersey, so that's kind of cool. First offensive lineman with that honor. Um, you look at Harold Perkins. 
Harold Perkins played 11 plays against Florida State last year. None of them were on defense. All were on special teams. So you're talking about one of the best defensive players in the country didn't even play in that contest a year ago. Mason Taylor was the guy who was featured in that game. Probably wasn't ready to be featured. Now, by the end of the year against Alabama, he was certainly ready. Caught a touchdown, caught the two-point conversion. So Florida State's going to be good. They've got, I think, the second most production returning. But you know who that team is. It's a lot like the team you played a year ago. I think one of the advantages for LSU, guys in that game were either true freshmen or they just didn't play. They weren't ready like a Harold Perkins. And so you're going to see a different version of LSU in that contest. And we'll see how much they're ready for players like that because you, Will Campbell versus Verse every single play, I'm, I, I am going to just zero in on that matchup all night long because I honestly think it's maybe the most important matchup of the night. Well, I was going to say with LSU, a lot of transfers on this defense. And we'll, yeah. we'll get into Mason Smith, obviously, in the suspension. But one of the things I see is a lot of impact transfers in the secondary. I mean, uh, what have you seen of some of those guys? I know he was talking about uh, Zai Alexander, Deuce Chestnut, some yeah. of those guys that came over. He was talking about I, – I look at Alexander's dimensions, and I'm like, that's a guy that's going to be important in this game too because yeah. he's if he's on Johnny Wilson or Keon Coleman, Florida State's got some really tall receivers. Oh, right now on paper, you would say that's a Florida State advantage because you don't know how Zai Alexander going from southeastern Louisiana is going to kind of transition himself into this level of football. Now, it's looked good. He's certainly looked the part, but you just don't know. And that's just the day and age that we're in. Like, you don't know how Deuce Chestnut is going to integrate himself into the LSU defense. I saw what he was at Syracuse. I thought he was a really good football player. I thought he used really good technique. But how does that look in an LSU uniform? Um, you got Andre Sams coming over from Marshall. Looks the part. Looks like he's going to help you out in the secondary, but you just don't know. And it was kind of the same thing in the matchup last year for LSU. You had Makai Gardner coming over from Louisiana Lafayette. You had uh, Bernard Converse coming over from Oklahoma State. And so it's a LSU defensive backfield. It's kind of been pieced together. And it's probably the thinnest position group on the team. You feel good about the guys that are out there to start the game. But as you know, Bill, I mean, mm -hmm. you're one injury away from big question marks. And Major Burns, who is a key piece, a leader, playing safety back there, I think he's only played five games each of the last two years. He played five and five, right? So he's been a guy that has been – kind of injury prone and you need him in there greg brooks the arkansas transfer last year played really well missed a lot of camp missed a ton of camp here now he's fully healthy and ready to go it looks like but that's the biggest question mark for lsu because how can you slow down jordan travis and those receivers and you're right like they've got unique body types i mean you've got some some big weapons out there and guys that, that go up there high point the football and like a deuce chestnut like that's not going to be his strong suit that's not where where he lives is going against those taller receivers. He's more of a nickel guy. So what do you try to do to slow him down? Do you put a guy like a Sage Ryan who's a safety body type but has corner skills on him? Because it could be a real issue for LSU, and it's got to be the matchup that they pay attention to maybe the most. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. 
Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Hey, Jacob, where is the LSU fan base on Brian Kelly and last season and the takeaway of you're 10-2, and two, you beat Alabama, then you lost, or 9-2, and two, I guess, lost the last two games of the season, you know, SEC championship. It's a great accomplishment to win the West, but then a little bit disappointing, I guess, in Atlanta, 20-point loss to Georgia. The bowl game was not competitive. Purdue didn't really show up with the – full roster there so uh i'm just curious how, how is it the, the glass half full the glass half empty where's where where's the takeaway from last yeah. year and now heading into this year oh I, mean, I think they're extremely high because last year the win total was six and a half and you blow past that you beat alabama at home for the first time in 12 years right and so we know how far that goes you get to atlanta and it was a 20 point game, but you had some success. Like there was moments in that game, again, going back to special teams, you have a block field goal. Everybody's looking around Georgia scoops and scores and changes kind of the narrative of that game pretty early, but I think they're incredibly high. I mean, you took a team that was just pieced together with duct tape and super glue and got them to Atlanta. And so like now the expectation goes right back to where it always is for LSU because it should be, it should be Atlanta or, or bus for LSU. Like what they did last year in a normal year should be the standard. You should expect to get to that point every single year. And I realize what Alabama is and what they've always done. But like when you look at the last two decades, LSU still won the second most national championships only behind Alabama. Right. So, they are someone who should have a standard that is incredibly high. And so last year, it's almost like, okay, what can you do? If you win eight games, nine games, very successful. Well, you blew past that. I mean, you, you talked about Purdue in the bowl game. I don't think it mattered if, if Drew Brees would have come back and played for them. Maybe Mike Allstott. Maybe Mike Allstott would have been <laughs> the difference right. maker. But of outside course. of that, I don't think it mattered. LSU was locked in in that game. I mean, they played two different quarterbacks. It didn't really matter. And so they had things right back on track after losing that game to Georgia. And that was an encouraging sign. And now here's the expectation. That's right back through the roof. It is, man, you better get back to Atlanta. But the thing about BK that's been impressive since he's been here to me, he invites that. He wants that. That's why he's here. That's why he came to the SEC is to have expectations like that. And when we start talking about eight games, nine games in the SEC, some coaches run away from it. And I, I'm indestined for spring meetings every year. I've talked to head coaches like, ah, I don't really know how we'd fare at an extra SEC game. And then I talked to BK, and he's like, no, like I want to play more conference games. Like that's why I'm here. I'm here to play games like that. And that's on the record, off the record, like both. And so like it's genuine. And so he embraces that, and you have to. Y'all both know that. Y'all been in this game a long time. You've got to embrace that because if you don't, it will find you, and it will find you very quickly that you're fraudulent. And then you'll have a situation where you're winning seven games, eight games, and that is not good enough at LSU. You had a coach, coach maybe the greatest college football team that we've ever seen, didn't have a losing record, had a 500 record, and he doesn't finish two seasons after that. That's just what the standard is at this place and what they've built through Nick Saban and Les Miles and Coach O and now Brian Kelly. Well, it – Obvi yeah, and obviously, I, we, you and I had talked about that in the offseason where I was telling you from his time at Notre Dame that 
I don't care about his accent. I don't care about yeah. the videos. I know what I know about Brian Kelly is that he coached there for a long time, won a lot of football games. And yeah. then you could see him doing it at LSU where, and you and I have also talked about this. Um, LSU, LSU is in that conversation from a talent perspective, or at least should be with Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state every year expects to be, I would say. So um, the Smith suspension, we have to talk about it. I mean, yeah. how much does this loom over the game? What do you know about this? They were trying to get Grambling on the schedule, trying to move the game up. I mean, was was there anything you heard about them trying to work around this suspension? And what is your opinion on the absurdity of it? I think we can agree about that. Yeah, gosh, it's just like when when you see I'll – t- I'll give you an example. Like this morning on my commute to the office, I saw a billboard with Mason Smith and Harold Perkins on it for one company. I continue on down my drive, and I see one with Mason Smith, Harold Perkins, um, some of the LSU women's basketball team, Angel Reese and others, and a baseball player. Uh, Tommy Tanks is on the same billboard, and I'm like, he's suspended for improper benefits. And I'm looking here, two different companies, because that's where we are. And it look, it's completely legal. It was weeks before, apparently, that it was legal. And it's just – and, yeah, you could say the rules were the rules at the time. It's just, man, it pains you – because of where we're at now and where we were when it happened two years ago. But, you know, you try to move a game. Apparently that, that was news. When that news story broke, that was the first I heard of that. Maybe you try to move a game to week zero. You try to see, because a lot of times we get to pick and choose when the player or coach is suspended. It's like, ah, Hey, directional school, you, yeah, we're going to pick that week. And that's going to be the game because apparently like Keishon Booty was involved maybe in this as well. And he missed the New Mexico game, or I believe it was in New Mexico. It might've been another game, but, it's like, well, it sounds like LSU tried to do everything they possibly could to have Mason Smith in this game, including maybe moving a game to week zero. But remember, you played all of last season without Mason Smith, right? All right? And, you, and you won 10 games, and you played the Florida State game all but one series without Mason Smith. So if you're LSU and you're trying to pump some sunshine into it, there's a couple of different ways you could look at it. Like I just mentioned, this is something where you had to do all of last year. You also – you have the luxury of having an All-American at the same position next to Mason Smith and Makai Wingo. And a lot of people forget that because Mason Smith, I get it. Look, when he walks through the door, he's the first off the bus kind of guy. That's just who he is. I mean, he's going to be impressive. Any room, pro, college, high school that he walks in, he's that kind of body type. Makai Wingo is not, but he's an All-American who graded out as the highest defensive tackle in the country last year, played 30 more snaps than any defensive tackle in the country last year i know in the power five i think all but i know for sure in the power five okay and he was a third team all-american so you had the luxury of having that guy now the one thing is going against you and you know this you were going to get single blocks on one of those guys every play you can't double both well now you can double makai wingo because you only have one of the guys in there okay so jordan jefferson not that jordan jefferson for lsu but the transfer from west virginia not the quarterback he's going to be crucial in this game Jalen Lee, the transfer from Florida, is going to be crucial in this game. Jacoby and Guillory, who's been at LSU for a long time, you're getting the single block. Makai Wingo's not getting that single block. You are. So what can you do? Jordan Jefferson is a guy who's played a ton of football at West Virginia. I would expect him to be the guy who's first in there to get the first opportunity because you're going to have to make up for that loss. And Wingo's going to have to 
continue to be the guy that he was a year ago because he started to get some of those double teams. But the thing you probably missed the most, in my opinion, with Mason Smith being out is just pressure up the middle. Right. No quarterback is ever going to enjoy pressure because if you get it from the edges, as we all know, you step up, you make the throw. When it's coming in the middle, right in your face, you, you can't do anything. There's nothing you, – you can't step up, you can't step out. And so that was going to be something that was a big strength for LSU, having two All-American-type guys right in the middle of that defense. And also, if you're worried about the secondary, well, what kind of helps that out? Well, a great pass rush. And so yeah. now, where is that going to come from? How creative can you become with Harold Perkins and others? Because that's where it was going to be most effective in the game. Are you heading down to Orlando? Oh, I so normally I, I would. For a long time, I covered every single game. But now that I'm doing off campus, I've got a lot of games I've got to watch and cover because yeah. we're talking every conference from coast to coast. And so last year was my first year not to travel to games. I even thought about traveling to this one just as a fan because I think it's going to be that kind of game. The Sunday night, though, I've got five kids. And so the Sunday night, Monday morning, hey, uh, so you got the kids all weekend and, and Monday morning drop off and all that. So that's probably going to keep me in Baton Rouge watching the game, but I would love to be there. And if it was a Saturday night, I could probably make it happen. But like I said, I'm going to be watching games across the country, reporting back on off campus. I do got a, I do got an idea before Bill gives you the churchy trivia. I was going to say, because we both have sons that play junior high football, um, we got some air fresheners in the car and they're, oh. they're dead after like three days. I'm like, we're back to square <laughs> one here, Bill. boys. So I, I picked up my oldest son, my eighth grader. Now he's, he's a monster. He's six foot two twenty three. We just had his physical. I mean, he is playing edge defender and I like, I don't know. I don't know, man. He looks just like me, except he's taller than me already. <laughs> But he gets in the car yesterday, and I was like – because, Bill, you pick him up from lacrosse and football. I was like, yes. what What have you done? What swamp <laughs> did you just come out of? And so there's not an air freshener in this world. There's not a Febreze can in this world that could have gotten rid of the football locker room smell immediately yesterday. Yeah, I'm saying there's a marketing opportunity. Well, uh, <laughs> Bill, we'll get him out. Let's – yeah, I let's think, get back I, to I, think I know the answer too, but I'll let you repeat oh, it first. Let's, let's go back okay. to 2007. I have a quick 2007 national championship story. I was actually yeah. Sports Illustrated at the time, and Sports Illustrated does those commemorative editions of, yeah. um, you know, they have the winning team. So they we had an LSU issue, we had Ohio State issue ready to go. And I was an editor, but I was writing here and there, and they gave me the assignment. I got to write the feature on Matt Flynn. Mm -hmm. And so that night, certainly, I was rooting for the purple and gold to get the article, and I actually found the issue. Here oh, it is. Nice. It got published thanks to you guys. So Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It very... Hey, it was a great story. How much did Flynn pay you, though, for him to get on the cover, though? That's the <laughs> it was all about how he looks like Matt Damon, right? Everybody <laughs> thought he looked like Matt Damon. So anyway, all right. So the Trochi Trivia, Jacob Hester had 13 okay. touchdowns in 2007. Uh, that was sixth in the SEC. Who was first and who was second? In the SEC and touchdown scored that right. season. So I know I got second team all SEC running back, and I know that Darren McFadden and Noshawn Moreno finished first team running backs. Shout out to my guy Noshawn, great teammate. But I know Noshawn probably fell behind McFadden, and it was the height of Tebow time. Yep. So I'm going to go Tim Tebow, Darren McFadden, final answer. That would have yeah. been, that's mine too. Like you are both correct. Yeah, yeah look at us. I'm Big cheating. Guess. I'm cheating. I'm just letting Jacob do all the work and running right behind <laughs> him. Like, like look a good us. fullback. Let him lead the way. Um, <laughs> yes. So, 
Yeah, it, it was great. Hey, but um, I, I had the most touchdowns for a converted fullback. There you well, go. Bylaws. You got to get into the bylaws, the asterisks. I believe that. That'll be well, our trivia question next week. Well, That's before right. we let you out, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. I would encourage our listeners to listen to Jacob. He's one of the best in the business. He's not only that, but he's he's awesome nice guy and there's that's the reason i never turn you down because i enjoy talking college football with you every week absolutely y'all are the best i appreciate it anytime you need me let me know all right thanks 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 to jacob and thank you to everyone for listening to the cfb nation all america podcast brought to you by twisted t on uh, spotify and apple Podcasts. and for those of you watching on our youtube channel on cfb nation thank you to irish breakdown your source for notre dame information And don't forget to join us again Saturday night for our live reaction show at 1130 Eastern on the CFB Nation YouTube channel. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon.